You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break or lakerholics.com it is truly appreciated. All right, we're heading home, back from a long road trip, but we go back with a pretty good record. Not quite what Laker Tom and I were hoping for or thinking that we're going to do, but you know what? We'll take five and two as the Lakers finish off their road trip with a 107-99 victory over the Atlanta Hawks, a game where, tell you what, the new additions – Glad they were here because Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell did a fine job as far as their performance is concerned. AD chipped in with 25 points. LeBron James chipped in with 21, nine assists and seven rebounds. Overall, a strong game from him. They managed to go ahead and play good defense on Trey Young for most of the game. And outside of an end of the third quarter lapse, the team looked pretty good, especially for a team that's been on the road for so many days. So, want to go ahead and say good job Lakers heading home five and two on the road trip with a 107-99 victory over the Atlanta Hawks and here today to talk about the game is three awesome guests indeed I'm going to start off since he was first here it is the man behind Lakerholics.com you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com it is Laker Tom and Laker Tom again not quite what we were expecting when they went on this road trip but nonetheless a nice way to send them back to Los Angeles well it's a win that's about all you can chalk up for it I, I, I was frustrated the entire game watching what was you know every pivotal point in the game when you get ahead by like six points and you have a chance to take it up to nine and then you have a chance to take it up to 12 Every time we got to one of those points, we we took a bad shot or we ran in our offense just into these isolations with LeBron and AD. Um, we had no movement at all. Uh, um, it was just a terrible game from that standpoint. Um, our defense was okay. Give the Hawks credit. You know, they they hung in that game very tough. Trey Young is, is a handful to handle. Their bigs played fairly well. You know, I... It, they have they have the number ranked nine ranked uh, defense in the league, and it's a dramatic improvement over previous years. So, 
the Lakers were lucky to come out of this with a win. I, I thought there was a good chance that we might have blown it and, and not been able to hold on. AD just, you know, just frustrates me to death and, and LeBron too. And, you know, the turnovers and the, and, and just running the clock down to where you've got to take very difficult shots. I mean, LeBron hitting that clutch three when we were down by one there uh, was really, really a big, big play. And uh, I hate to think that winning and losing a game comes down to LeBron settling for a three because basically he was settling. Yes. And, uh, and you know, so it's the same malaise, I think, that's bothered us the last few games, you know, and why well, we I think there's also a little bit of game. fatigue because it was the end of a yeah, road trip. I, I think there's fatigue involved in it and, uh, it'll be good to get home again. Um, hopefully, you know, we can figure some things out. But, you know, the offense just looks horribly creaky. And the defense, you know, some good shot blocks. But all of the blocks that we got tonight seem to be the kind of blocks that are from behind when the guy doesn't expect it. There were none of those blocks where you you really prevent the guy from going up and dunking the ball type of doc blocks. So I was pretty dissatisfied with the Lakers' effort. I thought every time they had a chance to put the pedal to the metal and create some separation, um, they failed to do so. And then they failed to stop the Hawks coming down at the other end of the, uh, the other end of the court. It's, you know, it's an interesting thing. Be nice when we get Trey young as a, as a clutch client to sign with the Lakers. But until then, uh, you know, good game by Dennis. Dennis came through with some clutch moves. Uh, Harold had an excellent game, uh, played well. We had a lot of guys who contributed. Uh, Alex Caruso saved the game again, you know, with that offensive rebound. Uh, uh, some just cut clutch plays by Alex at key moments of the time, and I really, I really have come to like him as part of the closing lineup. Well, I'll tell you what, it's still for me something. I, I I'm going to give them a little bit more slack in the fact that it, they did look tired, uh, looked like at the end of the road trip type blues, but again, they were able to fight through it especially after that dismal end of the third quarter. They did come out strong in the fourth quarter, played very, very good defense, went on 11-2 run to start the fourth quarter, almost gave it up, but about two, three minutes left in the game. But you know what? They did come back strong to close it out, which was something we didn't see in other games where they weren't closing out the game strong. So I truly am glad to see that the Lakers did pull it out in the end. I've also got here one of the best and most awesome fans of lakerholics.com you got to catch what he's doing in the comments or whatever he's doing in part of lakerholics.com it is l rob and l rob your thoughts on the road trip your thoughts on the today's game i really dig your insight as far as what's going on with the lakers right now so i want to hear your thoughts on what you liked about this game and maybe some of the things you didn't like as well although again be gentle with the lakers they're going home (laughs) Well, first, I think me and was it was it you, uh, Sean, or maybe it was uh, Jamie. I don't know, uh, but I think somebody else was with me on the five and two. You were five and two, Sean. I think was five and two. Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. He picked four and three. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good, but um, overall. Actually, I think we're reversing uh, seats this time. Last game, we were a little tough on the Lakers, and and, and Tom, <laughs> he, he he was more optimistic. Today, I'm 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 like you, Gerald. I think yeah, you could really tell it was the end of the long road trip. All the rotations just was a step slow on you know on the backside. I liked that they were aggressive, 
and and trapping Trey and just not letting him dictate, you know, forcing him to give it up and make decisions. He's a great passer and a really talented offensive player. So um, you can't just let him do what he want to do. Um, but they were a step slow. AD particularly on a few, you know, that he I thought he could have came in and 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 deflected it or got it on the on the backside. Capella's he's good though. He's got those long arms. He's great at lobs. So that's a tough play to to, to stop. You got. Um, Herder over there spotting up, and he's a really good three-point shooter. Um, thankfully, DeAndre Hunter wasn't there. If Hunter was there, I don't know if we would have won today because he's he's a, a really, really good young player. He's been playing uh, well. Yeah, yeah. So LeBron, you can tell he was, you know, he was pacing himself. He was um, in command. He was really trying to get everybody involved. Schroeder, like you said, he, he played a very good game. Montreas, he brought it. Um, he was hustling on defense. I mean, he just doesn't miss shots. So, I mean, he, he played very well. Kuz made some good passes. Caruso did what he normally do. So, I mean, I was I was happy. I was I was satisfied. That's what you want to do at the end of a long road trip. You just want to gut it out, get the W, and, and get home. So, There was a lot of fatigue, I think, going on with the Lakers. And I, I just think that, again, they were fighting through it on the end of the road trip. I think especially in that second half, they were that end of that third quarter was really struggling. But, you know, they pulled through it. That start of the fourth quarter convinced me that they had the mindset right going back home. And that's the mindset you want to have at the end of a long road trip. And also yeah, here today. I like them attacking Schroeder. I mean, attacking Trey Young a little bit. I thought that was the one thing I would have liked to see them do a little bit more in the fourth quarter was, you know what, let's make this guy play some defense. Yes, I mean, quit putting, giving the ball to LeBron every time. Give it to Schroeder. Put him in the pick and roll, and then him attack. And because uh, um, Trey Young is is not a good defender at no, all. He doesn't want to play defense. So I mean, they they I thought they should have took advantage of that a little bit better, but they did on a few possessions and it worked out. So. Well, also here today to talk about today's game is a good man indeed. You also have to go ahead and check out his posts every time he does and goes ahead and makes one. At Lakerholics.com. It is the magic man. And Sean, I wanted to ask you real quick your thoughts on how they closed out this road trip, but also the additions. Are you a little bit more confident? Are you feeling a bit better about Schroeder and Harold? Because today they showed their worth today. Oh, absolutely, Gerald. I thought uh I thought Schroeder did a great job, like El Rob was saying, of just making sure Trey was on his hip pocket. And when he let him go, he just let him go. He didn't try and chase him down and get into those and ones with Trey Young. Because once he get those and ones going, he, he can chuck them from 35 with confidence and, and not even – He got one. I mean, he got a one 36-footer. Yeah. So I thought it was a good game plan overall. Uh, if you look at the stats, both, both teams combined for only 67 rebounds. So there weren't – there weren't a lot of uh, long rebounds. Uh, both teams got a lot of quality looks. One unsung guy off the bench I thought was Talon Horton Tucker. Played 19 minutes, didn't score, but he got five rebounds. He was active. He was trying out there. He, he didn't look lost again. So I thought it was another quality, quality um, outing for him as well. Well, it was something, that again, where he did play a factor even though he didn't put too much into the box score, he was, I think, for the most part, a, a good defender. Something that Laker Tom is touting when it comes to THT a lot is 
the fact that the kid can defend. We're worried about his lateral quickness and things of that nature. But so far, Laker Tom, he's done a pretty good job as a defender. You know, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, and his strengths are are obviously he's got a real strong body, great, great length, and long, long arms. But he's not the quickest guy moving laterally. He actually has one of the top three defensive ratings on the team right behind uh, Alex Caruso. So, you know, the defensive ratings are a little like the plus minus ratings that, that they very often you can, you can point to a lot of it depends on whom you're playing with and how well they're playing, you know, but it's like Caruso, you know, the, those types of players really add a lot to the team. He got a couple of nice passes to Trez again, and that's been one of the combinations. I, I like the idea of him running pick and rolls with Trez. Next to LeBron, uh, THT has the most assists to, to Montrez Harrell of anybody on the team. Um, and, and he found him a couple of times tonight. And so I like the fact that Frank stuck with the rotation. You know, he stuck with that nine-man rotation. We saw a second straight game of under 100 points, um, which says good things about the defense despite being tired. Um, I agree with L. Rob that a, that a big turning point in the game was was when we finally started to trap and, and hedge and double on Trey Young and force the ball out of his hands, you know. And you just can't let him get into the post, and that's that's the big change the Lakers have done defensively and why they why they made the changes at center. They wanted to be able to, to, to prevent guys from getting into the paint and prevent them from getting to the rim by doubling and trapping and hedging when the, on the ball handlers off the of screens. They waited a little too long to do it tonight, I thought, because there was a period of time where where Young was just getting these little floaters, which which are like candy for him. You know, he must have made four or five of those little two foot floaters in front of the basket. You know, and uh, and he and he is a handful to try to double. Even you know, several times he was able to split the split the doubles. But we figured it out for the last half. I'd say the last half of the last five minutes of the game, we really figured out how to slow him down, forced him into a couple of turnovers. Uh, and and really stop them from scoring. We held them to 23 points in the fourth quarter, which is a great effort for the team. And we held them to 99 points. Um, so you can't complain about the defense. It's going to help reinforce the fact that we're still the number rated one defense. I think the problems are really more the offense, that we just really need some movement. We need some off-ball movement and some screens and, and things happening because it's basically give the ball to LBJ or AD and stand there and watch them. Um, and that's, that's just, it's, it's an easy recipe to fall into when they're tired. Like you said, at the end of a road trip like this, and man, we fell into it because we were really stale on deep on offense tonight. And, you know, thank God LBJ was able to hit that long three and, and Caruso was able to grab that clutch rebound and, uh, and make some good plays and, uh, and we survived, um, AD shot still, you know, even though he was 10 for 14, uh, he still does not look the same from the free throw line. He doesn't look the same from three point range. It was good to see KCP get up and hit a few shots tonight. He was um, five for six though from the free throw yeah. line. Yeah, but a couple of those five that went in bounced <laughs> bounced around and and barely got over the rim to go in. You know, it was it was not like we've seen where he makes twenty two out of twenty three and it, they're all just nothing but net. John technical, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Gerald. Though it's funny, Tom. Tom mentioned uh, AD's little. Yeah, shot is wonky. 
His, his rhythm is a little wonky from the free throw line. Uh, it's it's a little interesting if you juxtapose AD's wonkiness with Bam Adebayo, Miami. Bam is shooting almost sixty percent on long twos. He's really really improved from the three point line. He's almost becoming a primary scoring threat in the way we thought AD was. So it's very interesting how those guys had about 74 days off each. And one's come out of the gate struggling a little bit. And the other one's, you know, has improved dramatically. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. You're seeing a lot of individuals out there that are still trying to work their way into shape. I mean, Luka Doncic, you can say that about several other players that doing the same thing as what AD, I think, is doing. I don't think he took it seriously as far as that off time. Of course, LBJ I agree with our good friend Rafael Barlow of NBA Draft Junkies that he is a cyborg and that there, you know he doesn't feel anything unless it's on a back-to-back on a second half in Detroit that may be a little bit different. But L. Rob, I wanted to ask you, when you're watching the Lakers now, they're heading back home. They have a, is it 15-6 and six record, I think, right now, or 16-6? and 16-6. Six? 16-6 and six. 16. 16, 16 record right now. Again, second right now in the Western Conference. Do you see now going home as being a good thing? Because they play very well on the road. They have been playing well on the home. What do you think that needs to be done as far as little small tweaks to go ahead and maybe start getting back on the road as far as, pardon the pun, as far as being able to play better at home? Because that so far has been something that they don't have very well, uh, done very well, is have that kind of focus at home. They should have some easy games outside of Denver coming up on the schedule, but still you got to go ahead and win those games at home. Yeah. I like, I, I think like Tom said, more movement, like you guys have alluded to get more movement at home, um, get out and run man. get some easy buckets. You know, don't, 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 don't slow the game down. Just get out and run, play a little freer. And I think just having a few days off and being back at home and not having to do all the travel, you'll see them come out a little more uh, aggressive at the beginning of games. So I expect them to get back to how they were playing when they were winning a lot of games comfortably, some blowouts, and um, get the confidence back up. And, you know, they'll probably open up the rotation. I'm sure he's not going to keep peace and uh, and Matthews on the bench uh, forever. So get some blowouts, get, get everybody playing, stop feeling good. I think I think those I, I I like their where they're heading now. Just finishing this road trip, I expect them to bounce back 
I mean, they got the monster, the Joker, coming in town Thursday. So that's a problem. That is a uh, problem. But yeah. again, that's not that's not anything that the Lakers can't handle, or at least go ahead and uh, farewell against, because the Lakers should be, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. They did finish five and two on the road trip. Tom, I wanted to ask you this. I saw a little bit more aggressive KCP, especially early on. I like that. No, the, the, the box score says four out of 13 and three out of six from viewpoint area, which is eh, okay. But again, I thought he was very aggressive. Yeah, he, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. He missed his first couple threes that he took, and, and then he hit three straight. And it's, it's strange because I also saw Kenny miss a couple of layups that, that I thought he should have easily made. So you don't know what's going on. I mean, I know that he keeps being referred to as being inconsistent, and, and that was his history up until right after the start of last year. And, and, and he basically played the last three-fourths of the season in the playoffs um, as probably the most consistent player on the team. And so far this year, up until his stretch in the, on the road, um, he's been Mr. Consistency. So I don't know. It's almost you almost feel like something contagious is going around with the Lakers that that well, don't they start just, saying that. Don't don't well, start you know, saying that. Um, everybody talks about how well they were shooting the three, and the truth is that they've been averaging. Tw- they were at one point averaging 15 threes. Now they're down to 12, 11 or 12 a game. Today we only had to make seven threes, and and that's that's the real part because what was. When you're when you're killing people, you do one of two things: either you're dunking the ball on them over and over and over, or you're raining threes on them. That's how blowouts happen, and we haven't been doing either one of those things, you know. And we it's just like we got off of that nine and two start and took bad shots, you know. That's that's what throws the offense off every time. If there's anything that will ignite the other team to come back, it's taking a bad shot when you should be putting your foot on the metal and, and heading into heading in for an easy shot or driving and dishing, you know, for an easy three from the, there were no, there were very few open threes tonight. And you have to give credit to the defense. They played pretty good defense. Um, they definitely played like a top 10 defensive team tonight because I can't remember many open threes and almost every shot was challenged. And even the shots that AD did, he, he had a good percentage from the floor, but, Man, he was making some tough shots, you know, in the ten foot range, quick turnarounds and and shots with a lot of activity and hitting the floor so many times I couldn't even count them. But you know, I I, I think that I think that Bogle's got to be dissatisfied with the offense and and we need to have a lot more ball movement. It's not it's not the way that we're playing it well. There there's two or three plays where I'd hear the announcers uh, the say that uh, the these are obviously the Atlanta Hawks announcers because I'm watching the game on League Pass. But the Hawks announcers say, oh, beautiful ball movement from the Lakers. Well, that happened only like a half a dozen times in the whole game. We got out-assisted by them. We got out-rebounded by them. We won the, the points in the paint by just barely. And frankly, I think we got out-dunked by them. It was a tough game in that sense that, that we did not look like a dominant team. And we really had to hustle at the end in order to pull it out. Sean? Yeah, I was just going to add, Gerald. Um, I, I realized tonight was kind of a slog for us, but I was really encouraged by our defense. I mean, Atlanta is really a pace team. Uh, people really kind of get focused on the score, and, and that can 
kind of skew you, um, you know, the, the real uh, tenor of the game. Atlanta likes to push the ball. They like to have a lot of possessions. Trey Young, they're, they're really trying to force a facilitator roll down his throat almost. I mean, he's just, he's a natural passer, but it almost feels to me like Lloyd Pierce is just forcing him to be a facilitator. I think that's the wrong way to uh, to game plan for him. I think you need to let that guy off the leash and let him go. It Let him run the team. Well, it's something that we need to go ahead and on the offensive end, just try to find a more consistent flow. I agree with Tom on that. When it's so based on isolation, I mean, that's that's not really good. It's not good basketball. I mean, the ball is so much better for the Lakers when it's flowing, when it's going back and forth, passing. You've got Marcus all Got to let him do something. So you got to let him help facilitate that offense. You've got Dennis Schroeder who can penetrate in the lane. L. Rob, I want to ask you, I mean, You've, you're watching the Lakers now. It is really stagnant at times with the Lakers and what LeBron is doing, or let's throw it in the AD and watch him dribble 10 times or throw it out to LeBron and he'll dribble it out 10, 15 times. I mean, this is not the way we were playing at the start of the season. The ball was moving. It was hopping. It was going back and forth. People were distributing, and it felt more fun. Plus, again, and I'm going to stress again, they are not – going out as in as much transition which i also think creates a lot more pressure on the defense even if you don't make it it just creates a lot more pressure on the defense well those matchups that you get in the first eight seconds oh i was asking l rob okay sorry no don't worry second time so what was your question gerald i was saying are you seeing the same things we are as far as what laker tom was saying as far as the ball's not moving yeah. We need to create more transition. We just need to make a lot easier points for ourselves. And right now we're not doing it. Uh, yes, 100%. And especially in four quarters. We really we really slow down in four quarters. And I don't know if this is a recent trend, but it doesn't seem like LeBron goes to the – I would be interested to see his shot selection charted throughout the course of the game because it seems like in the last six minutes of the game, he's pretty much just a three-point shooter. He's not attacking the basket. So I think a lot of that is going to be, you know, on LeBron. And, you know, maybe it is some fatigue. Maybe he does need to, you know, just go ahead and take a day off and, and, and refresh his body instead of trying to play each each and every game. But, but yeah, definitely. They definitely need to move the ball, move some bodies. Schroeder, um, I mean, Dennis is, he's capable. Let him, let him, let, let, let him run the show more. Let him attack more. Let him be aggressive. Put him pick and rolls. Let him create more. And I think that would help as well. I know he went through a, a big slump. He seemed to bounce back the last couple games. Um, so, yeah, turn him loose a little bit more. I agree with you on that. Sean, I want to ask you this before I send it back to Laker Tom before we head on out. There's a little bit of a trade deadline, I would say, uh, sort of speak, but there is starting tomorrow sort of a deadline for certain trade for certain players that become eligible and hit certain markers as far as their salary is concerned. So some people are looking in the NBA are looking at tomorrow as kind of being like a mini trade deadline, so to speak. That's not the official one per se, but because there are certain contracts involved that it is. Oh, and thank you for the thumbs up. We truly appreciate it. There are certain individuals out there in the league that 
it is better to trade them now. One of the names that's been bandy about is J.J. Redick. Of course, Laker Tom's favorite player on the planet Earth, Lonzo Ball, is also <laughs> being – I'm kidding. I'm kidding when I say that. Is also being bandied about. No, I like Lonzo. I like Lonzo. Okay. Lonzo well, fan. did you get that sweatshirt? Did you get the hoodie? Did you get the no, hoodie? No, I didn't get that. I didn't get the hoodie. Sorry okay. about that. Well, the Lakers don't uh, – the NBA store does not have on those sweet grand black uh, uh, running suits yet, and I'm really mad about that. I want that warm-up suit. But, Magic Man, getting back to what I'm talking about, do you see – Lakers or any other major trades coming up here within the next 24 hours. I think at the most, it might be just JJ Redick, but there might be just a little bit more. Yeah, I think you're right, Gerald. I, I think at most, uh, I think perhaps JJ Redick gets moved. I've also heard that there's a rumor going about that uh, Golden State and uh, New Orleans are talking about Lonzo for Kelly Oubre. Yeah, I would um, never take that. Sorry, Kelly. Kelly, uh, Mr. Two for first 30, I think, 35 or something like that. Yeah, no, thank you for three-pointer. No, no, no. But it, it, it does make a lot of sense for Golden State, I got to say. I mean, that that's another defender. That's another facilitator on the floor for, for Steph and Clay. And well, let's face it; they're getting they're getting Minnesota's pick, so they're probably going to grab a, a, another quality lottery player. So that trade makes a lot of sense for them. But like you said, Gerald, why would New Orleans even think about making a deal like that? Well, it doesn't make any sense. I understand that it was a knee jerk reaction for them getting Kelly Oubre in the first place when Clay Thompson went down. But it doesn't make any sense to go ahead and say, you know what, if you're on New Orleans side. I understand how much Kelly Oubre is costing you because of the fact you're way over the salary cap. And it's, I think his salary times four or something, the way it works out. It works out like yeah, if it's, if there's, mil. yeah, it's, it's just a wow. huge amount. It's like 86, right? I think it's like, yeah, it's 86. in the 80s. Yeah. It, that, and that's, that's just insane. So if they get stuck with that bill, no wonder they're trying to trade him. If I was New Orleans, I would just laugh and say, ha 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 suckers. You know, that's what I would say. That's personally me. I'm not going to go ahead and help them out and help their cap out. You know, if that's the case, unless I'm getting something really, really good for it. So I don't know. But again, there is a small trade deadline. It's not the official hard trade line, but trade deadline. But some due to the fact that some players' salaries, they'll kick in, I think, out on the on the second, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. There's going to be a deadline for some teams to go ahead and rush out and make some minor trades out there. So we'll see and monitor if that happens. But guys, I mean, there's again, we're going home five and two. I can't complain too much because we were one Tobias Harris shot away from being six and one. And then let's just forget about Detroit. It never happened. But before we have, <laughs> I'd like to forget it never happened, but uh, I like to forget it happened, but Laker Tom, before we head on out and before I send it over to L Rob and magic band, please let everyone know what you're doing at Lakerholics.com, my friend. Well, I've been trying to trade, uh, Marcus all <laughs> for Lonzo uh, ball. No, nah, actually hmm, Marcus all for Lonzo ball. I want to, I would take that trade except that the, the dollars don't match. So it's hard to do that. Uh, Lonzo makes 13 million a year and, and Mark only makes two and a half. So. It makes a very difficult deal, but no, I've uh, I created four trades, uh, looking for a defensive center, some a center who could help our rim protection and also 
uh, defend on the perimeter to do the types of things like the defense we played at the end of the game where you basically want your big to to hedge and trap and double the ball carrier ball handler and and prevent them from getting into the into their shot and make them give up the ball so you know I, and again I'm I've been terribly disappointed with Marcus all that's the way I told you so because we're on good terms. Yeah, but no, listen, I, I, I thought that Mark would, uh, I thought Mark had more left than he does now. And now the thought that we have a two year contract with him, and unless he were to voluntarily retire, we're That's still on the line. Do, I hope so for two years. Uh, uh, hey, but it, but they, I do they, think, uh, you know, there's a couple of interesting situations, one being that where he came from, you know. Might be a good place for him to go back. I'd love to work a deal with Chris to get Chris Boucher. I also like Nerlens Noel. Noel's the fourth-ranked defensive player among centers in the league. Today, in today's Pardon? game, blocked five shots. Yeah, he's he's a great shot blocker. Um, I've always liked Willie Cauley Stein. So anytime I'm talking about trading for a, it's a, hungry for a hot dog a in the middle of halftime. Uh, I like him, and then and then obviously my favorite is. Uh, is Miles Turner, who's who's leading the league in blocks for the second year in a row, and it would be a great find for the Lakers. Uh, it's going to be hard to get. It's hard to get somebody like Turner or Boucher, but I think that there's a good chance that the Lakers might be able to trade for Willie Cauley Stein or for Nerlens Noel. If Dallas um, keeps playing the way they are now, and in fact they're on their way, possibly even losing tonight, which would put them like eight and thirteen, that's a yep. good possibility. Willie Cauley Stein, somebody who I've always liked. Well, he's got size. He's 240 pounds, seven feet, and and he can defend on the perimeter. He's he's yeah. a guy who can block shots from three point shooters. So you know it's it's difficult. You know we we made a trade where we wanted to to be able to play the kind of defense like we played at the end of the game because we saw that trend happening during the year, and we saw that Javale McGee and Dwight Howard basically that having to play that type of defense was not their forte. But in the process, we really hurt our rim protection to a certain extent. Um, makes up Harold makes up for it on offense, and he makes up for it on taking charges and an occasional block. And Gasol's great at stripping the ball from guys and using his body to you know to to keep guys in. But he's you know he's getting dunked on more times than than anybody I can remember playing center for the Lakers. So you know who we should try and get, Boogie. Well, Boogie's a whole different game now than the old Boogie. Boogie's basically a lumbering three-point shooter out there who, who's getting killed underneath, uh, and he's not, you know. It's uh, not bad. He, you know, he, he lumbered his way to 17 and 8 today. He'll have it, when you're shooting, when you're a guy like Boogie, it just depends on the matchup. You know, you can come out good, but he's he's going to be Marcus All out on the perimeter. I you think know. he could beat Marcus All in a foot race. I don't know, <laughs> L. Rob, Magic Man. Do you think he? I think he can. Still, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. May still be going on right now if they started it this morning. So yeah, <laughs> but he did hit the. Uh, it's hit, sort of like uh, Charles, like Charles yeah. against the uh, referee. Dick Pavetta. Right. Yes, the Dick Pavetta race. Okay, well, I'm just ref. throwing I'm it out there. Yeah. No, I, I I don't think that we got you know it'll be interesting. We've got enough. We've got about three weeks and three and a half weeks, I think, until the trade deadline, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lakers make a move because I don't see anybody that's going to be waived or anybody who's a free agent right now who makes any sense to get. 
Well, with uh, the play-in situation, it adds two more teams into the mix right. as far as teams that think they have a chance. So that's two more teams that will want to go ahead and keep their assets yeah. as long as they feel that they have a chance. But I mean, I'd love to get an Erlens Noel or a Willie Cauley-Stein. I think they're both both attainable players that yes, would help they, our yes, rim they are. But don't sleep on Boogie. He's, he's doing well now. He's doing well. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. El Rob, I know you wanted to go ahead and finish out strong for us as well. What you got cooking as far as for comments out there that you want to go ahead and, or at least what are you looking for from the Lakers going forward, my friend? Just to piggyback on the, the whole trade thing, though, I think it's a Laker tax going on right now. So if we are, if we do get a trade, be prepared to overpay. I don't think, you know, like uh, Mark Cuban is not going to let the Lakers get Willie Cauley Stein without charging a heavy tax. And it's pretty much, I think that's, we're back to that position again um, in the league where people are like, oh, no, don't send them to the Lakers. Um, so. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not just another team, is it now, when you're dealing with the Lakers? Yeah, so um, as far as upcoming things, just looking forward to the game against Denver, really. I'm just focused on the return home. That's our weak spot. We have no uh, post defenders who can check a big man. So um, we very well could see Denver. Let's see. We are in the second seed spot. If we do get first seed, Denver could be in the fourth seed spot. So we could play, be playing them in the second round. So we better figure that out. And that's so something I wanted to tell Laker Tom is that in this matchup only, this was a good matchup for Dwight Howard. Dwight nope, Howard did play it. well. Yeah, he did play that's well. The one, that's the one playoff that Dwight was very valuable for. Yeah, him. so I will give him yeah. that. But then again, you can't just keep someone around right. for one playoff. So I understand. Yeah, and, and Dwight hasn't exactly been lightening it up this year. He's playing well. Both he and he and JaVale both are showing lower defensive ratings than they had last year. Um, part of that is obviously they're not playing on the Lakers, you know, where they've got good defenders around them, but neither one of them has really shown much that would make us regret that decision. Jokic and Embiid are the two tests that uh, Marcus Gasol was thought to be able to give us a, a competitive center. Now, obviously Embiid, you know, I thought Joel should have been talking about how he, how it was easier to, to take care of Gasol than Anthony Davis, but we'll find out then in test number two to see how how Joker takes care, uh, how, how Gasol takes care of Joker. That'll be an interesting matchup. I think the Lakers have, have to, you know, they've, they've got to do the same thing that you do with every team's superstar, which is basically to double them, to double them and rotate. That's the Lakers' strength. Um, and that could be Lakers... scary because if they put MPJ out there and you send it out to MPJ, he's deadly out there, excellent shooter for a big man. And then got several you know, excellent shooters. So Murray, Murray gotta, has been rotate. 
Murray has been underwhelming so far, but then again, he's right around 20 points a game. So underwhelming for him is still very good for a lot of other players. But I get you on that. I mean, the Lakers do have... It's it's Joker who's going to... Joker's the guy who's playing well on that team. Yeah. He's the guy who's going to make it happen if they're going to beat us. Absolutely. You stop him him and don't worry about the other guys. Well, but no, but you do worry about it because he facilitates. And if you do double him... You're, they're going to facilitate to Murray or they're going to facilitate out to Barton or MPJ. They've got a pretty good team in Denver. So we'll see what happens there. Defensively, they can't keep up like they did last year. That's, I think, there's Achilles' heel because they got rid of their defenders. And and uh, Jeremy Grant says hello from Detroit. I just beat the Lakers. So yeah. Why you would know, a guy go to Detroit? Nothing personal, L. Rob, but why would a guy choose to go from Denver to Detroit? I think right. he wanted to be the man. Yeah, yeah, right. But they offered the same money. They offered the same money. Yeah, Denver offered the same money, but he wanted to be the man. He wanted to be the face of the franchise. He saw that this was his opportunity. If he stays in Denver, he's going to be on a very good team, but he's going to be the fourth piece, the fourth wheel on a very good team. He was there now to be go ahead and be the the main guy on it. But how many of us doubted whether he could really? be like the the top dog and he's proven that he's a very good player i mean i had reservations i was like why are the pistons overpaying for this guy but i mean he's been the one guy that's brought it every pretty much every night i mean he's played very well yeah i mean they might even allow him to be an all-star i mean he's playing like an (laughs) all-star but all depends on if if you take from you know they don't usually like to take from one of the the worst teams in the eastern conference but if they do he, he and Beal are candidates to go ahead and be all-stars, even though they're on such bad teams. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and give the floor to the Magic Man because I know he's working on some stuff as well for Lakerholics.com. So what is out there in your land out there? I hope it's not sex land like we were talking about with Cleveland, but <laughs> what's up with you and Lakerholics.com? Well, Gerald. We're going to have to give a very hearty happy birthday to the former ABA. Today, they turned 53. The ABA brought us the advent of the three-point shot. They brought flair to the NBA. I'm sorry, but Dr. J and all those guys did bring Love that basketball. With them. Yeah, Love it that was basketball. a great brand. It was a great brand of basketball. Of course, four teams from the ABA came in. Love the, the red, NBA. white, and blue. Yeah, I think they should bring that back for like a game or two during the season. Just, just it's a shared history, man, and we need to. I think we need to do a better job of um, just presenting our history as NBA fans and and the game that we love, and because there's so much to it, and that was just a little wrinkle of what of what flair and what the advent of the three shot could bring. I mean, we could go into the history of the three-point shot with the Harlem Globetrotters and Abe Sapper scene. He's the one who originally started it, but the ABA made turned it into a weapon. So I'm going to be uh, writing a little article about that. Well, you're the man. You're our resident historian at Lakerholics.com. So check out all the great things that Laker Tom, Magic Man, and L. Rob are doing when they go ahead and make those great comments and also those great articles at Lakerholics.com. Even when you see Admiral Akbar, a gift, you know, just magically appeared right below one of the postings there for Jamie Sweet. Big shout out to Jamie. You couldn't make it tonight. But again, we just truly appreciate all you guys being part of today's show. It was the Lakers going home 
five and two record. We'll take it. We'll take it. Not quite what Laker Tom and I were expecting. Actually, Laker Tom said undefeated, I think. Uh, I think at the very end, he said seven and oh, six and one, seven and oh, <laughs> to cover his tracks. No but, to cover his tracks there. But it was the Lakers going home five and two. L Rob was right. L Rob needs to go to Vegas, El, you know, right over here. You need to come down to one of the casinos down the street here and go ahead and because you got it right. Five and two on the road trip. Heading home after 107-99 victory. If you have any questions for us, at Laker Tom, at Magic Man on Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. L Rob, any social media? No, I'm kind of low profile. I'll just live here through you guys. It's smartest man at Lakerholics.com right there for you. Right there. No social media means no hassle for you. But guys, it's been awesome that you guys were part of this. Again, the Lakers go home, a 107-99 victor over the Atlanta Hawks. And again, we'll see you Thursday. Denver, going to be a very important game. Always like these tests. And after that, if they can get through this, the schedule should be a little bit lighter because they have some easy games on the horizon after that. So I'll tell you what. <laughs> yes. Well, home cooking hopefully will be good for the Lakers now that they're back. It's good that they have a tough game coming up because that's what they need right now. They need a game to motivate them. And Denver, after taking care of Utah, should be that target. We'll see if you're saying the same thing on Thursday night. Okay. I'm sure they will. All right. Sounds good. It's going to be a walkaway win. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Once again, it is Laker Tom, L. Rob, Magic Man. Follow what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. But we will see you Thursday after the game against Denver right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.